What it do, this your host, Big Worm on City Speed Podcast. 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 What it do, this your host, Big Worm from City Speaks Podcast. Now, right now, we chopping it up with my boy Morgan Nelson. Right, how you doing? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing how great, you? man. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it. I just finished your book this morning. Nice read. It was it was cool to see somebody go through adversity and then get out and trailblaze. So, I'm going to salute you for that. Look, let's start right, from the beginning. Let's, let's jump into the, the early life of Morgan Nelson, bro. <laughs> the early life of me as far as what like how I grew up as an adolescent or? Uh, early life would just be upbringing okay well um, like in my book I was raised in a single parent home mm-hmm. pretty functional can't complain really but um you know I was the only child for 13 years and a lot of people think you know that's a that's a benefit that's a blessing and it was to an extent but it got kind of lonely because you know like my mom I was spoiled Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna lie. I was yeah, sports, yeah. so my mom gave me a lot. I was the only child, but you know, I, I got a lot, but I didn't really have nobody to play or share it with, mm-hmm. so that was kind of a, a problem. But and also, me being by myself, like say I have a fight with a neighborhood kid, just you know, you. I, I fight him, I beat him up, but and it was a fair fight. I beat him up, he go get his big brother, it's over with for me. I get you beat up, you know, I had my cousins, <laughs> but they was only there on the weekend. but. Uh, that's basically much my upbringing and my mom, you know, she was such a hustler, such a provider. It was times when she worked three jobs, man, just to get, just to provide, put food on the table and hustler. make sure I had. But that was awesome, but it was a drawback to it as well because, unfortunately, she 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 wasn't present mm-hmm. as she should. And that kind of affected me in a major way, man, because it's like I was missing my mom. And I I, I didn't really understand the, the importance or the, 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 you know, severe of what she was doing while she was grinding, what she was grinding. I was like, man, I can barely see my mom. I need to see my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in a relationship, man, you know, girl. She always working. Grind, she yeah, always yeah, working. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Dang, baby, can look, I get a little time? <laughs> a little so, you know, so that's how I was with my mom. And uh, unfortunately, man, you know, to gain my mom's attention, I would act out in class. I would act out mm-hmm. in school a lot of times. You know, just, you know, really, it, can't say, it may sound crazy, but wanting the principal or the AP to call my mom and tell them I would be back so my mom could just come to school. Even if I got a whooping, yeah, this yeah, my mom, yeah. you know I'm there giving me attention and got to stay from work because you got to discipline me or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. How, so, how, how your relationship with your pops now? You know, in the book. Pops? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, in the book, you know, I got a chapter called No Pops. And um, the, the relationship, it's okay. It's okay. It's not where I want it to be, but at this day and age, I just accept it for what take it, it is. Take it in. I take it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least I'm communicating with him. At least I have the opportunity to call him on the phone. He can call me, converse, give me advice every now and then. And um, it's okay. It's okay. It's gotcha, okay. Gotcha. But it's funny that you mentioned that because at the book signing, he kind of he, he mentioned he like no pops. Huh? I was like, <laughs> like yeah, what you want me to lie? You I can't lie to the people. This is my life. It's true. Man. This is how. This is what I went through. This is what I felt. But um. But yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's all love because you know I can't, I can't, I can't hold it against them forever because mm-hmm. you know, I never grow, and mm-hmm. it still don't change the fact that what what happened happened. So I just move forward. I never forget though, but I move forward and just man take it day by day and just grateful. At least I still got a dad. Got you. I got you. Uh, detour the book. Uh, how, how's the feedback been on it? Oh man, listen, man, it's been it's been going crazy, man. Like. I ain't even gonna lie, man. I, I didn't expect it to di- to do this good at its inception. Like people have been hitting me up left and right. Sometimes I get tired, man. I just mailed off some books the other day, and then you know you got people that want me to actually pull up on them and mm-hmm. sign it right in there, take a picture. You know, I can say I can say, man, my first month I released it, man, I sold over two hundred books. You know, that's why congrats, I made a little TikTok congrats, video, congrats. you know, celebrating, doing a little dance. But it's true, sold over two hundred copies, man, and, and it was amazing and it's a blessing. You know, I'm just glad that people subscribing to my story, man, and actually intrigued, you know, to hear my story. So it's been doing pretty good, man. I'm hoping that it continues to do good. What, what, what made you want to do a book? You out of your whole journey, what 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 made you say like, okay, I need to write a book? Or was that not the journey? Was well, that not the thought? Well, well, it always kind of been a thought, but I never really took it serious. But the two factors that made me take it serious was. At the time, my girlfriend and my homeboy, Jeremy Blunt, 
which he's an author himself of football to the fans and return specialist. But those two, you know, my girlfriend at the time, she was always, man, boy, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to share your story. People need to hear this. It's an inspiration. It can be motivational, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then Jeremy, my homeboy, he was telling me, like, listen, man, the book opens up so many doors. Mm-hmm. This is this is why, like he used to say, man, this is why I'm in the position I am today because of this book. People give me opportunities and want me to be in certain positions because I wrote a book. It's basically just like a business card, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and it heightens your credibility. So I finally said, man, I'm gonna take him off, take him up on the offer, and, and, and it was cool because he had came up with a course, and it was called uh, How to Become an Author, a Self-Published Author Within 90 Days or Less, and, and, and he, he launched it. And I took advantage of it, and I did it. And he kept me accountable, man. I wrote my book like in like two months, you know. But it wasn't easy. It was very challenging. Yeah, I was say, what, what's, the, yeah, what's the process of writing a book? Yeah, the process book, is man. a synopsis. It's like you had to take at least an hour a day, every day, no undisturbed. I'm talking about no girl, mom, nobody. I don't care. Put your phone on undisturbed and turn it off. Give yourself an hour a day. Put your, isolate yourself. Put yourself in a room and just write. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about punctuation, man. Just write your just thoughts, write. you know, because it's gonna come. Because if that's you, like if it's you, like a, a form of therapy too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, therapy. You know, writing because if you focus on grammar and punctuation, you gonna know, you might develop what they call writer's block. Mm-hmm. And now you get into this state of mind where you feel like you can't move forward, and then you just spent you know a prolonged period of time and nothing on a piece of paper. Now you're feeling defeated. So uh, that's what I did. And he gave me some advice. Um, he spent some time with me, and I just. Went through his course, man, and his course was only ten bucks, you know. So and of course that's my home, yeah. so I wanted to support, support him, him anyway. and you know, and invest in myself. So that's what I did. That's how we got this product right here. So is it any more books in the future? You know what? I was actually contemplating that because a lot of I've been getting that question a lot, and I'm and I'm really thinking about it. It, it just might because a lot of you know detour, you know, it fixates on you know my upbringing mm-hmm. and really my excursion during the incarceration phase, but. I do want to make a sequel, you know, regarding how I'm doing as a as a, as a free man. You mm-hmm. know what I did when I when yeah, I, was, I, was I was looking for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the book, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, I put the home run. You know, it's mm-hmm. time to make a home run. But you know, I do want to let people know how life has been for me. You know, since my incarceration, mm-hmm. things I've done, some of the businesses I developed, some of the, some of the mental mental like mental stress that I've endured. Yeah. And because it, it ain't always been great, it ain't all been gravy, man. You know, I faced temptation. You know, I've been in some situations, but man, you know, I, I had to persevere and remember where I came from and had to stay strong and, you know, push forward. So yeah, so yeah, in the future it might be another book. Got you. Now you, you mentioned your incarceration. You had to go do. You had to go lay down for a bit. Yeah. Uh, before we jump right into it, what what you think led up to that particular situation? Honestly, it's simple, but it's true, man. Choices. Just, you know, being being an adolescent, you know, like, like I mentioned, you know, I was the only child for 13 years. And my friends, my homeboy, I seen them as my brothers, man. Mm-hmm. And me being a class clown, always being a popular kid, always thought I had to, you know, keep a certain image and be so loyal to my friends. And going through identity crisis, being a follower, and, and, and I just fell victim to peer pressure, man. I, I just stay on my two toes and be like, you know what, that ain't me. Mm-hmm. That ain't what I represent, man. That ain't my vibe. What I'm doing, what I'm doing, man. So I can just say that, man. Just making unhealthy choices, man. Class clowning, not taking life in school serious, not taking what my mother was telling me serious. Just you know, just taking it for granted. Sixteen. Yeah, sixteen years 16. old. Sixteen. 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 Just, just walk us. You know, it's in the book, but just walk us through that day. That, that from when you were sitting on the couch. Just just walk us through that day. Yeah. What uh, is this? Actual crime. It's, it's February 9th? Yeah, oh, you call it, boy, boy, you call it, boy, you want to read that book. My boy read it, yeah, man, February 9th. Um, it was a cold, it was a cold winter that day, too, man. And um, never forget, my, my Cody at the time, you know, gave me that call, and he said, we'll be over there in a minute. Before you go, yeah. you, you, you might not say it, but... You know, you ever get dropped off from school and your mom say, yo, have a nice day at school, and then you just had the worst day ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of went through that. You were supposed yeah. to listen. Mom and dude said, wasn't nothing out there yeah, for a 16-year-old. Yeah, 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 she told you. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate what? you, man, because you, you for reading that, man, and, and soaking that in. 
and, and like I say in the book, man, it hurt me to my core when I had to like when I told a bold face lie that I wasn't mm-hmm. gonna lie, man, but I did anyway. And I look at it and I'm like, dang, I should have listened. But but on the flip side, looking at it, look at the blessing. Had I not got incarcerated, I don't know. I don't know. It's still, it, 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 it would never it would never be known. But it is a chance, had I not got incarcerated, will I be the man I am today? With this mindset, doing the things that I'm doing, you know, pursuing my endeavors. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, during that time, you know, being sequestered from society for a prolonged period of time, having the opportunity to develop and cultivate things with inside that I didn't even know it was there, man, it was a blessing. And because I see it when I got out, man, I see guys that I was hanging with in the streets and school and all that. Probably doing and, the same thing. Right, and, and I'm not comparing. I'm not saying I'm no better than nobody because I'm still a human still to this day. And, I, and we all, it's always room to, for growth. But at the age of 29, which is when I got released, I look at myself at 29 and I look at some of my contemporaries and I'm like, man, y'all boys still sleep, man. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all boys, you know what I mean? It's about acquiring assets and you know, growing business, uh, just a whole different mentality. But you boys want to, you know, ain't know what's cool with the chains and all that. But you know, how your priorities lined up first? Have some assets, have some some residual income coming in. You look about your your assets, man. Don't you know live paycheck to paycheck or you know risk your life in the streets just to have a big gold chain, dog. You yeah, know, it don't it don't matter. It don't add up to me. So when I seen, that, I was like, yeah, man, the brother's lost, man. And I was just so grateful that, you know, I had that time, like I say, to be isolated from society, to to, to find out who I was inside, educate myself, and to just broaden my horizon and, and identify options. And, you know, that's it. That, 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 that helped me a lot. That's it. Let's go back to February 9th. Let's go back to February 9th. You say you're sitting on the couch, you get a call. Yeah, I get a call, man. Um, we on the way. And I'm like, all right. So at first, you know, I'm nervous. I'm shaking because I've never done this before. You know? mm-hmm. I'm, I was, I'm a green. I'm green yeah. to robbing somebody. And they gave me a text. But prior to that, you know, my mom came downstairs. There was no, you know, a woman to wish she came downstairs. And when she gets somebody in the kitchen, she just looked at me and said, you know, but don't go out this house. You better not go out this house. Ain't nothing like you say. Nothing not there for a 16-year-old. For a 16-year-old mm-hmm. this time of day, time of night. And I'm like, all right, well, no. It's like, well, don't go out. And I just looked at her dead in the eyes. And I'm like, oh, I ain't going out. I'm telling you, I'm chilling. I'm cooling. I ain't going out. And as soon as she went upstairs, man, closed that door, man. They texted me on my side, man. I ran outside that door like Speedy Gonzalez, bro. I ain't even going to hold it, man. Real. And, um, you know, I got in the car. And it was like, it was all good at first. Because, you know, these, these are my partners. We all went to school together. We all know each other. We just, you know, we bumping that Wayne. Called her, too. I'm a D-boy, money on my mind, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, took you back. Mm-hmm. You know, starting a nostalgic moment. But doing that, we riding around. It's like blind, leading the blind, man. Because, you know, I'm green to it. I don't know what's going on. One of my other co-defendants, he green to it. Matter of fact, all three of us really, but, you know, but the, the, the trigger man. So, but he, even him, he, you know, because where we went at, where we went on the college campus, mm-hmm. bro. Like, in retrospect, it's like, bro, what was I thinking? You know, so... We riding around, man. We decided to go on that college campus, man. And we cruising. We decided to park. Get out the car. It's cold. And we just walking. Three of us. Seeing somebody, man. He just gave me that nod. Like, man, me, I'm really scared. Like, for the whole while in the car, I'm scared, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't gonna count. I'm scared. I'm petrified. But I was more scared of the response I would have received. If I would have backed out and said, not like boys in the hood. Dope boy. Yeah, D yeah, let yeah, me but, out. But see, Cuban Gooding Jr. has some yeah. courage, though. D you know, let me yeah, out. Trey has, yeah, he man, let me out. Mm-hmm. Man, let me out. He has, he has some courage. I wish I would have had that fortitude, man. That, that, you know what I mean? That, that courage to say, let me buy this thing, man. This ain't me. But I was, like I said, I was more worried of, you know, the reward that they could have potentially got in that response of, oh, man, you ain't soft. You ain't. He ain't about this, man. You, you, you rapping, mm-hmm. you talking about you with it, but you ain't with it, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I was afraid of that, so I just, I just, like we say, manned up, and I did it. And I did it. And I was involved, man, and you know, did what I did to the guy, you know, my co-defendant. You know, he up, he up the pistol, man, and gave him a countdown. You know, gave him a count of three, man. Man ain't had nothing. 
Rest is history. Man. My boy went out with like I like G two a little bit. He said, "Man, you might as well do what you gotta yeah, do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I ain't got nothing. Like, that's crazy. Give me chills every time I think about it, man. Because it's like that can happen to me. Happen to anybody. Happen to anybody. I ain't got a million dollar. What are some What are some young bugs that really don't know no better? Oblivious, trying to get into something that they really don't understand the the severity of, and they get up. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all boys, I ain't really got nothing. I got a phone. I got a couple dollars, but I ain't. I ain't that type of, I ain't got it like mm-hmm. that. I'm working hard for my, I'm, you know, and it's count just, three. It's just uh, count count three. three in, in my life. What, what, what was that next? I think we went to school the next day. Yeah, yeah, because it was a cold case. It was a cold case, man. How we got, how we ended up getting caught, man, is that unfortunately, you know, out of oblivion, I'm assuming, my co-defendant decided to use the same firearm that did that crime with mm-hmm. for another crime. Instead of getting caught up. with yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Forensics, and unfortunately, they had uh, the driver at the time. They had a picture of his license plate. Now we was all—they all caught us on camera running. Who was unidentifiable? But they got his license plate. When they got his license plate, they ran down on him, and the rest is history. Do I blame him? Do I hold a grudge? No, because we were seventeen years old. That wasn't his element anyway. Neither one of us are that are are cut from that cloth or those type of dudes. So how can I be mad? Mm-hmm. In retrospect, just looking, looking, just being honest with myself. It's a kid, bro. You know, so the rest was history. But yeah. So tell us, tell us about the day when they, they actually, cause you, you went a couple weeks or something without them. Yeah, yeah, like I yeah, said, yeah, it was a yeah, cold yeah, case, yeah, yeah. man. Every man, listen. Every day was scary, cause I never knew. I actually, I actually had a friend, man, and God bless the day he's no longer here with us. But I told him, I told him and my girlfriend at the time. And my girlfriend at the time, she took it, she took it for a joke. Like, man, stop mm-hmm. you hollering. And I'm like, no, no, I really like was involved in this. It's real. But she thinking I'm lying because this ain't this ain't my mm-hmm. that ain't my vibe. That's not who I am. And she know me. And she said, All right, all right. And um, I'm like, that you kinda nonchalant for yeah, you yeah, telling yeah, y'all was involved in homicide, yeah. bro. You tripping. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, nah, I just don't I all right, okay, all right. And then I told my partner, and when I told him, he was he was appalled. He's like, what, for real? But like, what you doing? What you thinking? I'm like, bro, I don't know, bro. I just, I don't know, bro. I just, and um, a week later, man, he called me. I was on the bus, man. And he said, hey, bro, remember what we about? You told me about, bro? Come to my crib. I got something to show you. So, boy, right there, I got the BG. My stomach go to t- mm-hmm. turn, and boy, I almost dropped a turn on the bus. Boy, I, you know, I, I'm nervous. I'm scared, man. And um, I'm like, man, what what can it be? So now I feel like, you know what I mean? What's going to paranoid? I, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm a fugitive. I feel like I need to get out the country or something, man. I'm scared. So I walk to his crib. I do my bus stop. Go to his house, man. Throw me the floor to send him. Voila. Guess who went up? Three amigos, three musketeers running across the USF campus. Unidentifiable, but I knew that was me. So at that point, you know, this, this big. Nah, this, this big. This, oh, yeah. They, and, and at that time, they had like a $50,000 award for anybody that had any information pertaining to this case. So right then and there, I'm starting to question my home. We're like, hold on. They took my 50, 50, 50 grand. You, you going to tell 50. on me? You're supposed to be my father, but 50. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what you, what you going to do? You know so I'm looking at him. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. So, um, but fortunately, he didn't. No, he didn't. But it's just, man, having that that paranoia and then seeing it on the news. I'm seeing my case on the news. I'm looking at I'm sitting on my couch seeing they talk about this, discuss this case on the news. I'm like, dang. But I'm thinking we all good because it's a cold case. Mm-hmm. But like I said, man, my co-defendant, he decided to do that, that crime with that gun, man. The forensics and unfortunately in due time, they was able to get, you know, that camera shot of the license plate on my Cody. And, um, it all faltered, man. You know, so they, karma they, caught up with us. They come pick you up from school? Man, they came and picked me up from my house, man. House. The first day of spring break, March 18th, 2006. The first day of spring break, bro. Man, I had plans going on. I had my then girlfriend. I was, we was finally finna have sex. I was finna go to the <laughs> beach with my partner. And then I had the whole thing mapped out. All that ended March 18th. About 8 o'clock in the morning. My mama, she, um, I'm asleep, having a good dream. Mama knock on the door. Baby, um, I don't know why, but the tailors downstairs, they want to talk to you. And, and in my mind, I already knew what time it was because they came to come see me a couple times in school, mm-hmm. inquiring about my, my co-defendant. 
You know, I'm not on no nothing. Nah, I ain't got me. Like, I don't want So, all right, all right, all right, cool. So, um, when she, when, when she said it, I'm like, immediately, I know what time it is. And there it is. I go downstairs. It's the same. Same, same two detectives that was, uh, you know, interrogating me in my school. And I'm like, what's going on? It's like, Nelson, well, we got we got information that you were involved in a homicide. You know, that you played a role He's in a homicide. 16. And I'm 16. I'm like, homicide? What is this? A movie? You talking like I'm a, you know? Mm-hmm. Went down. Then my mom, you know, she was, being a mom, being a protector, she was trying to protect me. Like, trying to give you an alibi. Yeah, give me an alibi. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I'm so green and so scared. Because my mama just had my little brother. So I don't want mom to get in trouble trying to lie for me. So I was like, mom, just I go down to the police station and talk with him. You ain't even know she was supposed to come with you. Yeah, I ain't even they man, they don't tell you all that. That's the game. See, not saying because what I what I was involved, what I was involved in was terrible and I shouldn't have been. And what I did was wrong. And I deserved to do the time that I had to serve. Cause unfortunately somebody's life got took it. And I'm still having the blessing be able to speak with you on your podcast, man. So I, I, t- I, t- I take that, you know, gracefully because that man ain't deserved to die. He ain't do nothing. He was an innocent man coming from work. And it hurt still to this day. But um, that's how they do it, though, man. You know, they, they, they especially on the, on the young, they know, you know, we've been doing this for 34 years. Man. They know how to get, you know what I mean, whatever they want to get up out you, you know what I mean, if, if, if you not know, if you're, if you're oblivious. So, you know, they got out of Makota Finney, and it was just, Man, just back to back, and I'm in the I'm in the interrogation room. I'm lying. I'm thinking I'm too cool to slick, but they know everything. I'm like, how yeah. they know this truth? You know, kind of find out why the whole time they interrogated me to have my other co-defendant in the room, and he telling the whole truth. And they're like, oh man, we did. Next thing you know, I hear somebody crying. I'm like, oh, they had this man here the whole time. But that's how they play it, man. That's how they do it. So you get now you going like. When do when do you get the the whole lawyer? They coming and talk to you. What you need to do? Yeah. When when did that happen? Oh, uh, that happened when I actually got in the county. Okay. When I got in the county at first, when I got incarcerated, they put me in the Jackson of the East Side by uh, Falkenberg, mm-hmm. and they had a PD, and they assigned me a PD that happened to be the murder charge. Like that's that was like kind of like a story. What's a PD? A public defender. Oh, a public, a public defender. defender. Okay. So they had assigned me a public defender that just so happened to be the murder charge. You up? So, you had nah, to. nah, not really. Get still a public defender, you <laughs> oh, know. He just be the murderer. Yeah, he just be the murderer. I'm like, I ain't really trusting no public defender with my life with a case this vast. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't either, so my mom was like, you know what? Thank you, but no thank you. We gonna we're gonna get him a private attorney. She hired me, uh, Mr. Joe Butterfield at the time. Joe Butterfield, he did, he did. What he could do? He did what he could do. We feel like he did a little better, but you know, now that I look at it, uh, homicide. Accessory principal, attempt on robbery. 15, sometimes a bid, but ain't the end of the world. And the judge mm-hmm. told me that when he sentenced me. At first, I'm like, man, what the judge, you know, hit the guy with pop. Nelson, I know it's a long time. You might not be gonna stand this right now, but I'm gonna sentence you to 15 years. Consider this a blessing. You're gonna be grateful. You're gonna thank us in the future because you know these particular charges, man, we can we can really Put the nail in the coffin, but we are gonna give you 15 years, give you a second chance at life. And at first, bro, that's going one and out. I ain't, bro. You just sentenced me to one year less than what I done lived on the street. 16, they gave me 15. Gave me 15, one year less than what I lived on the street. So I, I didn't fathom. I was like, bro, I'm, what, what's going? On? I ain't hearing. I ain't understanding. But you know, as I as time progressed, as I like doing time, it became a man. I get in, I go to prison. I'm seeing dudes with lesser charges than me with 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, carjackings, life sentence. Even though that's a very violent offense, but ain't nobody die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> burglary, armed burglary. Regular burglary, 15, 10 years, 20 years. Like, mm. So, so you, I went you, 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 you 16, you get sentenced to 15 years in prison. What's, what's your mindset? What's your mindset going on? What are you talking about? In the county or going to prison? Once you, got, once you got sent it, you, you, you going to prison, not like... Yeah, yeah. Well, what, you, what you thinking now? All right, so let me say this. I got sentenced. I got locked up at 16, but I got sentenced to 15 years at 18. But I did two years you in the county. two years in county. So, but, okay, but I yeah, got yeah. sentenced at 18, so I went to prison at 18. But man, when I was going to prison, man, I'm like, man, this is real. I said, it's crazy. I started thinking about the movie Life, man. Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy, but the only, thing from, only, only difference with mine 
Wasn't nothing funny. Wasn't nothing funny. Wasn't nothing funny. Wasn't nothing funny. This was real. So I'm just contemplating, like, man, what I'm going to do? Am I going to face some of these uh, prison myths that I've been hearing? Oh, the cannonball on the bed, and I got to give a list and all that. Mm -hmm. I made it my mind, like, listen, I ain't the toughest reference guy. I ain't no gorilla, bro, but I ain't. I ain't finna be buying nobody no canteen and you ain't finna you ain't finna do what you want. You ain't finna have your way with me, partner. I got that gonna die by mine. You know, you hear that look. Mm -hmm. So I'm always already prepping myself, like, man, as soon as I get out, soon as I get in my door, whatever I gotta do, man, I'm man, I'm letting it ain't whoever beat me up, whatever, man. We, we gonna run it though every time. I, I got a, I got a, you know, I got a couple partners in prison. Mm hmm my only question I really, really wanna know, how much stuff costs in prison, bro? Oh. I feel like I send my dog's money. A lot. Yeah. And I'd be like, bro, what are you buying? <laughs> what are you buying, bro? Nah, listen, man, listen. Uh, in prison, prison is the only, listen, prison is the only institution I know today in America that's actually getting away with price gouging. Okay. Bro, they charging 90 cents, basically let's say a dollar, for a soup. You know, like the, the Raymond Noodle Square? The little get, cup, cup noodles. Not, not, not a cup, a square, not even a cup, a square. No vegetables. See, the companies they give you vegetables. And the season already coming just in. The block. Just the block. 90 cents. That's a dollar. So how long, I see my dog a hundred, how, how long should that last in prison? Man, nowadays, at this time, man, for real, for real, bro. Man, it might last in two days, bro. Two days? Bro, it's expensive, bro. Jesus it's Christ, expensive. two days? It's expensive, but then when you know, when you get to the little canteen, you know, we get a little canteen and incarcerated, man, we, uh, we get a little sport. We don't want to go to the chow hall because you know the food and chow hall ain't mm -hmm. really that tasteful. So we go, we go lay back like fat kings and just hey man, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We in the room, we eating dorm. Oatmeal, honey bun, peanut butter squeeze, goulash. You know, we got the fish, got the tuna, the mackerel, the mayonnaise, the relish, whip up a little sauce, man. And you go to China and they sound nasty to you, but when you're in that situation, best thing cooking, best thing cooking. But you feel like you like <laughs> Chef J Magic cooked it or something for you. <laughs> do, do you, 16 you go through you in prison I, uh, you went straight into confinement right and in the county because of my co-defendant was in, in the general population they wanted to keep us separate but when mm -hmm. I was in prison I went straight to general pop what, what, why did they put you in they put you in that well, that's not that's not a good thing though. why would they put you in well that? they did it because it was three of us in the county at the time we were all on the same case so they didn't want mm -hmm. us you know conversing about the case because we could, we could we could we could all come with the same line, same same story. Then it could be invincible. They know that, they knew that. Excuse me. So it was like, man, we're gonna keep them separate, you know, to keep them from you know plotting and you know coming up with a plan. So my my the trigger man, you know, he was in general pop. The driver, he was in male confinement. And then you know, lucky me, I was in female, female confinement. Right, right. So you you already know it's like heaven for me. I mean, you know, I ain't I'm around the little ladies. I actually had a lady, um, she was next door to me. I used to talk to her to the little microphone. Her name was uh, Glenda, Gl Glenda, something like that. And then she was pretty, man, you know, red bone. She had to be at the time like 22. She was pretty bad at the time. I'm thinking that's real old. I'm like 16. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she a grown woman. You think she older? Yeah, I think she older. But really, like, like the day, I'm like, oh, she was a little girl. She was a little girl, too, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's funny, it's funny oh, looking back. So, you know, we used to be vibing every night and, you know, just be talking. She's giving me advice. And she like... She was on. She was in prison for like a Dublin County for like attempted murder or something like that. I'm like, whoa. She told me some little stories and you know, we used to just vibe out. And I was just grateful that you know, I had the opportunity to talk to you know the opposite sex. And you know, it's time to take a shower. You know, they open the door, you can see a little female. Sometimes you might get lucky to see see a little something, get your little eye candy or something. Something you can take, some little memory image you can take back mm -hmm. to the room. And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, man, it was it was crazy, man. It was it was a hell of an experience for real. Being that young, going to prison, what what were some of the challenges you faced? Oh man, <laughs> what challenge didn't I face? The first is knowing who you are, what what you are and are not gonna do, what you gonna stand on. Being assertive, cause being young, you got people, you know, they pray on that. We young, mm -hmm. we oblivious, so I can run game on, I can run circles around and manipulate them, do the things I need them to do. Or, get his canteen or be a, what we call it, a crash dummy for me, which means, you know, sending you, telling you to do certain acts that I won't do. Myself. But I need it, yeah, I won't do myself, but I need it done for the sake of a movement or a strategy, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So being assertive, though, and when I say assertive, in the, the 
a balance between aggressive and passive because you can't be too aggressive because then you're going to have a talk on your back. Now people going to look at you and you're like, man, you really living like that. Is that really who you are? You know, and then you got to be careful because if you're too aggressive on that bully stuff, man, the softest person can put it in you, can stab you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the business that you ain't even expecting because you underestimate everybody. You know, we, mm-hmm. you know, a man is a man. Don't never get it twisted. But then you can't be too passive, man, because you be deemed weak. And when you weak, man, everybody going to try you. Everybody, you next thing you know, man, because like I say, it's serious, man, it's funny. But I tell people all the time, man, you got you to gotta, you gotta hold your own in prison because if you're weak, man, you pass it, man, you'll find yourself watching another man draws, bro. Somebody Dang. fresh off the court. I mean, here you go, God, don't watch them. Trying you. Talking to you any type of way, slapping you. Family seeing some money from canteen. They see you with that bit bad, let me get that. I done seen it. I done seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the biggest challenge, man, you know, being assertive and knowing how to maneuver amongst the guards because not only do you got to worry about the inmates, you got to worry about the guards too, man. Place where I was at, man, they, they, they known for putting their hands on inmates. So they're taking the back room with the captain and the big wigs, you know, knowing of it. Beat you down, man, for a small infraction. Mm-hmm. So, so you, and, and like probably the tail end of your center, you you start, you joined the Gavel Club? Yeah, yeah, that was when I was, uh, yeah, about the, about the middle, my my middle. I was at Wacolor, uh in uh, Crawfordville, Florida, and I got introduced to the Gavel Club, which is sponsored by Toastmasters. And what it is, is basically a club, a fraternity, that you know helps people with public speaking and nurture develop leaders at the same time. So, cause when I first talked about it, I'm like totally breakfast and mm-hmm. jelly yet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got invited to it by one of my one of my peers, and I went. And I like what I see. I like the structure. I like the fact that amongst inmates, even though we all inmates, but amongst inmates that know how to carry themselves, you know, sophistication, speaking eloquently. So I started to get green. I was like, man, I'm smart. I read books. I know, I, you know, man, it's easy to me. I can go ahead and speak until my time to get behind that pole, that lectern, mm-hmm. and I can barely say my name. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy when all the eyes on you and, all right, what you going to say? Convey your thoughts. So, you know, I folded. I, I got a little shook up. But I made a vow. I said, man, you know what? I don't like how I felt. I felt defeated. I know I can do this. I'm like, I like talking anyway. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this thing serious, man. I got. I said. I told the people I want to join. What I gotta do to join? They gave me everything I needed to do. I did that. I got my books, man. I started going ham. I started, you know what I mean. I, I just started practicing. Now I, I literally, people think I was crazy. I get in the mirror in the bathroom, go to speaking, just giving practice. And people let me say, "What, bro? Oh, no, bro, bro, ain't no bug over here, bro. I'm just trying to be great." And now I paid off because now today I can speak in front of a million people. I ain't scared. I got something to say. You think that you think that helped having the, the Gavel Club? You think that helped? I was gonna say less in the blow, but you think that helped you with getting through prison? Most that definitely, having, most yeah. definitely, because when I went to Gavel Club, it was a way for me to escape. It was something positive. At, at times, it didn't feel like I was in prison until the guards wanted to be, you know, jerks and interrupt on some, you know, Bogart type stuff. Mm-hmm. But other than that, man, we had we had amazing sponsors. I had. One of my sponsors by the name of Alex Alex, Alex Forges, um, a guy out of Miami, but he at the time he was living in Tallahassee, man. He, he used to do amazing things for us, man. He used to bring us toothbrushes. And, you know, we did day on, at the freeway. We look at a toothbrush. Like, man, what's a toothbrush? But in a toothbrush, a regular street toothbrush is a big thing in prison. You know, they, you don't have them. You got the little itty-bitty where you can't even barely get behind the molar. So you got a traditional, you know, toothbrush. toothbrush you can tend to cherish that. And... You know, he just do a lot for us, just showed us a lot of love. And, you know, I just took a liking to him and took the club serious, and now I pay it off. You know, I'm able to have the confidence to convey my thoughts accordingly. And it just makes me feel good as a person. Like, here, now here I am, convicted feather. But, bro, I feel like I know what I doubt. I can spit semantics with the best of them. Barack Obama, Donald Trump, if he want to go to war with the words, anything. I, you know, I'm just... You know, I developed it, that, that is skill. It, is there anything you would change about prison? Yeah, the reform, man. The, the, it should be better on the reform tip. But <clears throat> I can't say this. You know, with, they, they with do the reform, right? Do you think do you think the inmates would buy in into the reform? That, that's the thing. That's the thing I was about to I was about to elaborate on because they do have certain programs placed in prison. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. 
However, it's on the individual to want it and change. Because mm-hmm. a lot of individuals, they'll say complain about it, but then when an opportunity presents itself, you don't want to capitalize off it. Oh, it ain't real. Oh, it ain't going to do nothing when I get out. Oh, I got a job. I can make me some money. Da, da, da. And it's like, all right. So in, in, in a nutshell, yes, I want the, 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 the reform aspect to get better. And as far as the 85%, they need to really work on that. They need to really work on that. But back to this. I feel that it is up to that individual to reform himself because I can honestly say I didn't depend on the classes and all that. Now, I took them. I took advantage of but I didn't depend on it. I reformed myself by changing my mentality and reading books. In that library, just reading books, expanding my vocab, you know, identifying options, just allowing books to take me. You remember reading Rainbow? Mm-hmm. I used to hate that show when I was a kid. But as I got older and I started reading, I understood the essence of it. You know, take a look. It's in that book, Reading Rainbow. You go anywhere. You go, man, I, I can do anything. I can go anywhere, Reading Rainbow, reading a book. I can go out been to Africa, Caribbeans, or Europe, chill with the Vikings, chill with the tribe, the Ashanti tribe, and did all kind of things, man, in a, in a four by 10 cell. So, you know, that's, that's what I did, man. I just reformed myself, and it, it helped. But another thing I would like to change, man, 85%, that's almost 100%, bro. It's almost 100%. You know, back in the day, they had a 65%, took a third off, and CRD and all this, man. And I'm hearing stories from some of the old cats, and I'm like, dang. You would have been out, man. Yeah, heck, y'all would have been out. I probably did, like, man, five years off 15, man. What's going on? But that and that food, man. That food is horrible, man. Prison food horrible. Bro, the prison food Me and my little sister bro. watch a lot of... Uh... Scared straight, yeah, some type of shows, and I just yeah. be like, bro, I don't know if I can do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. I be end up going crazy looking at that man, prison food, exactly, man. But listen, initially you be looking crazy until you don't want them, but a couple days go it. by, a couple weeks, and that stuff hitting that back, and you see there's the only option. But you're gonna, you see my TikTok, you're gonna be, <laughs> you only got two minutes to eat, so you better get, you better get to it. You know, you know, a lot of. Uh, a lot of people, you know, you did 12, 12.9 yeah, 12. years. 12.9, yeah. They'll be, they'll be talking about institution. Like, do you think prison played a, a, a played a, a effect on your, in your mental? Like, how you think? I, I got to be completely transparent. Yes. Yeah. It has. Sometimes, sometimes I find myself getting a little antisocial and want to be alone. Unfortunately, man, still to this day, I still eat real fast. And, and, even though I'm do, I'm pretty successful, I am doing I'm doing amazing things. I'm getting to it because I've been gone so long. Everything is urgent for me. It's really never no chill mode. I can never really just chill and really enjoy. It's always like if I ain't do this today, I'm being unproductive. If I ain't get to the bag and ain't serving small, if I ain't make a dollar today, I ain't productive. And it's because I lost so much time, man. And I'm just don't want to be 40, 50 old, 40, 50 years old. Just starting to figure it out. Mm-hmm. All my contemporaries, man, established, nice house, great credit, kids, just living a good life. I'm afraid of that. So that's why I just I go hard each and every day. You, know, you, went, in, you went in at 16. What what are some things you, you missed out on, bro? Oh, man, like prom, bro. You went in at sophomore, right? A sophomore, prom on the scene. So I miss prom. I miss, like, like, I'm just gonna be honest. Like some of the girls that I knew, I could have got them back in the day. Could you know? Could have played around with, had a little fun with. I get out. They got two, three kids. They done been the hell and back. They ain't on that. They looking for security. What a bag at? And hey, man, we was we were talking about no bag. You ready? Don't say give it up because I'm on the script for me. <laughs> Change when you get older, boy. Get changed. So that man, that um, my little brother, man. At the time, my little brother was three years old. You know, when I got out, man, he was 16. He did, huh? Yeah, he did. He 18 now. And and I feel terrible, man, because I took care of my little brother. I named my little brother. You know, if you see my book, man, you'll see, you know, I love my little brother. So seeing that, missing that time I can't get back, my mom's getting older, you know, she's still young. But you know, when I went in, my mom was 40-something, man. My mom was like 56 now. You know, so that. And just like I said, man, like, with the mind frame that I have now, I could have got out at 25, man. What would I be today at 31? Probably be a millionaire. No cap. Mm. You know, because of what I know, my ambition and the way I think. 
and the things I want in life. And I know I probably would hit my pinnacle by now. But, yeah, but still going to happen. It happen yeah, a little yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Definitely. What was the, what was, you almost done. What was the mindset? What was you thinking when you about to get that EOS in the inner sentence? You know the song uh, Win by J-Rock? Yeah. Win. Win, 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 win. Curb everything else. Win, win, win. I just want to win, bro. I just want to show myself and society that I am not who that paper says I am. I'm going to defy all odds and challenges. I ain't making no excuses. I ain't I ain't, I ain't subjecting myself or, or, or just uh, looking for handouts. I'm going to work hard and grind for everything I get legitimately. You weren't scared? You know, you didn't, you, you missed the... A, a little bit, a little bit because even though I'm an adult, I don't, I didn't, I, I was, I was ignorant to the fact of what it entailed to be an adult as a free man. You know, I knew what it would be an adult incarcerated, knew that, had that down pat. But as a free man, like, prison, man, clothes get washed for free. May not be the best, get washed. I was guaranteed three hots in the cot. Where about no rent? And where about this light bill? Where about certain things? Let me get out. It's wrong, man. Where about your bare essentials? It's real. You know, mama was there. Mama helped me. I supported me. Gave me a little boost, but I'm grown, bro. My man finna just be holding my hand. I'm grown. I'm 29 years old. So to be able, I was a little, I was a little nervous or intimidated of the acclimation. Getting acquainted with being free. Getting acquainted with being free. <coughs> so I could say that, but the flip side, I already get up. All right, let's go. I deal with all that when they come and get me up. <laughs> all right, this one. You know what I'm saying? So you, today, today the man you are now, you uh got a vending machine business. Yeah. No, you working nine to five. What 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 was the what was the first step when you got out? What was like? To get my, what was my business? Just, just the first step. Like it's my first drop. My first step into this is where I'm trying to go. Okay, well, my first step, my third day out, man, I got my driving license, bro. Cause you can't do nothing with no else, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm just beyond that. Is a very, that is that is very important. Getting your license. So I got my license my third day out. Passed my drive test. Got that. Now I can drive now. Now I can drive. Got a little freedom. My 22nd day out. Got a job as a temp, making thirteen dollars an hour. Really nothing. It's working. I was uh, I was manufacturing uh, duct work, like for ACs and mm-hmm. heat units. Doing that. Saving money. Saving money. Saving money. I had an idea from uh, when I was incarcerated, you know, a guy that I ran across, he told me about, you know, vending machine, like vending, the vending mm-hmm. game. So he's like, man, you can start off with a candy machine. And I'm like, what a candy machine? Oh, like quarters, bro. Like, this, man, it's the millennial, bro. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It's like, bro, that's where you're tripping at. People still carry quarters. People always love candy, bro. Gumball machines can make you a little money on the side, passive income. And I was like, see, and he told me, he's like, look, see, you're looking at it wrong. You told me, you think I'm just talking about one machine. It's a numbers game. Have multiple machines. And think about it. Think about if you got, think about if you got $30 a month for one machine. Or let's say a quarter a day for 30 days straight. What it is? I can't do the math on top, but. You get that. I timed that by 10 machines. All passive. All passive. You still working. You still on a podcast. You still with your family. But you still making money working. somewhere. So I did that. I took advantage. I started my I started my corporation on Sunbiz. Did the paperwork. Handled that. Start off with a gumball machine. Some people laughed at me. They didn't understand. They didn't understand my, my goals. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get my perspective. Got that. Doubled up on another one. Doubled up on another one. Doubled up on another one. While simultaneously working, then I was like, man, you know, it's time to elevate. It's time to, it's time to, it's time to get real. Let's get a soda machine. Got a blessing with a soda machine. Got a blessing. I did. I couldn't deny. Got that. Started making money off that. Invested in another one, another one, another one. Now I got a little route now. Now when I'm out of town working my job, I'm making money back in the city. I come back home. I pick up. Mm-hmm. You know what? You, and you have a course out now for yeah yeah I'm I got pretty a course. Sure, pretty sure people hit you all day about yeah 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 something you be amazed though man see see people hit me up about it about the vending industry but when I send in my link to my course now it's oh man I don't know now ain't no response but you want it for free mm-hmm. you want me to sit all day and chop it up with you for free but you don't want to appreciate or invest in yourself the time that I put in to give you step by step what I did 
on like well, you know, after incarceration to make this happen for me and earn this passive income that I'm earning. So yeah, but if and whoever whoever's interested, if you're interested in the vending industry, man, go to my go to my business page, Vans at Vending, and um just click the link in the bio and it'll take you right there. Step by step. Step by step. So how I, know, I did it. I know now you you took the Gavel Club and now I knew you go back and talk to kids, right? Mm-hmm. What what are some things you instilling in them to make sure they don't take the same path you took? Or even what are you what are you even talking to the kids about? What what what, what my biggest message, man? It ain't just the kids. It's to anybody, man. It's not about how you start, but it's about how you finish. And what the kids is relating to them identity crisis, peer pressure. It's inevitable. You're gonna go to it, but how to deal with it? How to how to how to how to how to how to prepare for those certain responses that that are intimidating that we're scared of mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, you know, that's the that's the that's the that's the crux of the message. But yeah, that's what it is yeah, right now. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, is there any advice you would give? Like, I'm pretty sure you come across them a lot. The kids. Is there any advice you would give? Like a a parent that has a kid that that's going down that path. Anything you do? You talk to older people, or is it just kids? Well, as far as crowd wise, kids. Kids. But I but I have spoken with adults as well. You know, on the more personal one on one tip, but. The advice I would tell them as a parent, pay attention and don't don't try to shelter your, shelter your kid too much. You gotta let him, you gotta let him, he or she just a little bit get a little taste of like a little bit, man. Like you got to because if you don't, they get curious about that forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. They want to know why you keep saying don't go over there. Show them sometimes. Show them. Son, this is why I say, baby, this is why I say, look good. This is why I say, don't go over there. Look, this is what can happen. See what's going on. This is what's going on around here. Don't be scared to expose them to certain things, man, because we try to, you know, hide it from them, but we don't know that. We're, that's just gravitating them. Like, why? Why? What's what's about mm-hmm. it? You know, what about Eve? Yeah. You want to go on a biblical aspect, you know, tell about the tree of life, the fruit, but why do? Why? God, what's going Why? You know, and they get they, we get tempted. We want to see for ourselves. So that's what I can tell parents. Got it. You know, you've been through. Right, I'm just trying to picture me in the detective talking about murder at 16. Well, I'd be around if it's going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do from then to now, is there any? Do you regret any of it? Yes and no. I, I regret the fact that I was involved in the innocent man getting his life taken because that's something I can never see myself ever be involved in. I was not I was not that type of kid, man. I was a class clown. Love people, love to have fun. Bought my homeboys. Chasing the pretty ladies, man. Just living life, bro. Just being a life of the party type. That's me all day. So I do regret it that it had to be that way. But I don't regret the fact of me going to prison, man, because for me, it wasn't all peaches and cream. It was very some very harsh, hard moments in incarcerated, more than I can remember. But I can say it has been a blessing to me, man. Because had I not gone to prison, bro, read a book, bro, <laughs> bro, I ain't no. never read a book front <laughs> to back, bro, until I got incarcerated, bro. I ain't gonna cap Z. So I can say it was a blessing, man, because it just allowed me to broaden my horizon and just just focus on me and, and develop, you know, that gift. You know that's that's. You know, I always tell. Time. I always tell. I don't know if it helped them a lot, but they always like when I talk to my dogs in prison. I always tell them, you know, God set you down for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, this could have been worse. Right. So you know, he, he you gotta find out that reason though. What's the yeah, reason? You gotta, that's find, the out that you reason. gotta find out the reason. But it could have been worse, and now you gotta find that reason. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta find that reason. Most uh, yeah, most before we get out here, you know how Emma shows on four questions. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Well, what's the biggest challenge you've been facing in your life? In that situation, that prison, situation. bro. Yeah, the I know. Courthouse, <laughs> man, going back and forth Yeah, man, that's the biggest. Heck, yeah, I can say that, yeah. What's the, what's the, what's, out of all that, what's the lesson you learned from all that? Make healthy choices, man. Your, your decisions, the decisions that we made in the past is responsible for what we're in the future. I mean, in the present, and what we do in the present will determine our future. So make the most out of it. 
Just be conscious of your decisions, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. What's the best advice somebody didn't give you? Oh, man, well, I talk about it in my book, man, when I was incarcerated, when I was 18, my first year in prison, fresh on 15 years since, I encountered this man, um, Jimmy Nance, better known as Osiris on the compound. I asked you about Osiris. Yeah, from, from Miami, and he always told me, man, don't be consumed, don't be consumed by the fire, but be purified by the fire. And I'm like, man, what was you talking about? Because I was old wise. He was a wise guy. I mean, he was so smart and wise. He could have gave Albert Einstein a run for his money. You know, he always told him parables and riddles and stuff. I'm like, man, what, what you talking about now? What I'm talking about? And he just, he just, and he was a little animated. Like, you got a piece of paper, right? Say it's a, it's a brush of fire right there. I'll take this piece of paper. And I throw it in that brush of fire. What's going to happen? It's going to burn. Right, it's going to disintegrate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're damn right it's going gonna, it's gonna to disintegrate. It's going to get consumed, right? I'm like, yeah. But let's say if I go into mines and I dig up a dirty gold nugget, right? It's pure gold. And I throw it in that same brush of fire. What's going to happen to it? I don't know. You sure you don't know? I mean, I just like, yeah, I don't know. It's going to get cleansed. It's going to be purified. That's how gold gets cleansed, from heat, from fire. You know what I mean? Then they go in that jewelry store, and they shine bright like a diamond. And the one that's shining the brightest and looks the most attractive, the one that get bought. So they say, you need to be that gold in this environment. This environment is the fire. Don't let it consume. Let it burn you, disintegrate you like that piece of paper. Need to be that gold and allow it to cleanse you and purify you and shine bright. Get in them jewelry stores and have people subscribe to you and buy you. That's what, what I'm doing. That, what Before we get out here, just give the people a gem, drop us some advice, anything. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, like I said, man, it's 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 cliche and it's simple, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Find that silver line in every dark cloud. And for those of you who want to reach me personally, um, get me up, hit me up on IG as Morgan Nelson underscore speaks. Interested in the book, hit the link in the bio, or you can go to my website, detourwrongturn.com. If you're interested in getting the vending business, go to my business page, Vanzette Vending, which is V-A-N-Z-E-T-T-E, Vending. Hit the link in the bio. And I also got another business that me and my girl formulated for if you're having trouble with your skin, you know, blemishes, acne, discoloration, you can go to monetsbeauty.com. And, um, you know, see what we have to offer for you. And you also can visit us on IG as Monet's Beauty. But the beauty spelled with two Y's. So I'm always looking to help. If you've got some group of kids that you're looking for, for me to come out and speak, you know, some encouragement, some enlightenment, and some inspiration, DM me. We can work out something. Very flexible. We can make it happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what it is. Appreciate you for sitting down with me. Appreciate you for having yes, me. Yes, sir. Big Earn City Speaks Podcast. Morgan Nelson, Let's get it. we out. Know. We out.